What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must evaluate what is lost and what is trapped in the bondage of what you used to Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Let's laugh a little bit. <laughs> this is called God's Creation. In the beginning, God created the earth and rested. Then God created man and rested. Then God created woman. Since then, neither God nor man has rested. (laughs) All right. I know the women out there are hot. Let me try this one. This is called amen. Here's the question. Why do they say amen at the end of a prayer instead of a woman? The answer the same reason we sing hymns and not hers. <laughs> Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. It's another free rap, y'all. 2016. It's kind of funny what people would do for money. Thanks, Ashley. More money, more problem. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And go like this. Uh, now, who's hot, who's not? This is our block. Jesus better move along. We keep the tip it on lock. Ain't no blast in the car, but the come along. It's still the peace ball. He got the crowd in the frenzy. A cup of magic tricks, but the beside he can't see. We're going to put this message to sleep. See him working miracles from CCC. Uh, and everybody got a price tag. Sell you savings, 30 pieces of silver in the bag. Just shows where to find the best. Take your change and we'll take care of the rest. Oh, yes, don't stress. This is what's best. Money in your hands. Since the meat that's flat. Who cares you have to sell your stuff? It's the kind of jingle, not the kind that's old. Yeah. His movement is kind of fly, first miracle. How we turn water into wine. We can't seem to ever catch him doing wrong, but the man got to go because he just don't belong. He walk around forgiving people of sin. Now he's the son of God, but he's been smoking. We got to catch him slipping. We got to get that work because he got too many people leaving my church. He said he came to fulfill the law, but he's healing on the Sabbath. Got people with bad habits. All we need is a snake, I mean a follower, willing to do anything for a dollar. And you can have all the finer things, but the sack of silver got plenty of strength. All you got to do is betray your king, but if he costs eternal life, it's what he's offering. Huh?
Treasury bag, I carry that Like big boy jeans, my pocket's fat But I'm rolling with Jesus and he ain't hip to that This team too clean, living the bum life I got hopes and dreams, Donald Trump like That kind of life, low class, just ain't for me I'm trying to come up like George and Wheezy The Sanhedrin Council trying to pay me All I gotta do is tell them where it gonna be That's easy, go to Gethsemane Jesus loves to pray without ceasing I know what y'all thinking, he trusted me But if it were you, you would do the same thing You wanna know how I know, cause you don't tie You spend all your money on cars and clothes, right? That means money over master, frankly That makes you a sellout just like me That makes money over master, frankly That means you a sellout just like me But for right now, I gotta go Walking out the door with my pockets on slow Gotta keep this little deal on the low A little kiss in the garden so nobody knows Oh, let's go This has been another ALC production. I mean, just when you think it can't be done, no doper. We come along with it. Uh. That's right. I'm feeling like I should have on a shiny suit right about now, though, homie. <laughs> you better work your lows, though. <laughs> and you're welcome. All right, so check it. It's Pastor Free, and this week we're going to do our Free Indeed Friday a little different. Um, I want every fourth Free Indeed Friday, I'm going to have what I call Facebook, Free Indeed Facebook Fellowship. We'll do it like that. And I'll have a special guest in today. I'm uber excited because I got my, uh, what you say, our covenant brother for over, <laughs> over 20 years, Pastor John Rector the third, um, pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. He's in the house with me today, and so he's gonna jump in on the dialogue. Uh, and so I'm super excited about that, bro. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Tell me something about yourself. Well, tell the people. I know everything there is to know, and I, if I were to tell it all, you might not have a church. What's up with it, everybody? Excuse my covenant brother, D. Free, for being himself. <laughs> but anyway, I'm J.J. Rector III. I am the senior pastor of the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. We are a church where the word is explained, worship is exalted, and witness is empowered. Antioch Missionary Baptist Church is a church where everybody is somebody. I'm a father of three Amazing sons, JJ Rector the fourth, JVR Maurice, and Josiah Prince. Talk your talk. I affectionately call them Daddy's Roaring Lions, and I can't wait to see them this coming Friday. But anyway, I'm glad to be here with my brother, and uh, he let me come on here and uh, jump on his podcast interview to just dialogue with him right quick, and I appreciate his time. That's what's up. Uh, he's such a modest brother, but he's one of the most gifted preachers in our country, uh, definitely of my generation, and he's got a, 
a book, a manuscript that he's been working on to come out in April. April. Uh, called Shepherd Wounds. Tell us a little bit about that real quick. Shepherd Wounds is uh, a piece uh, that the Lord gave to me uh, at the end of, uh, well, towards the end of 2018, uh, as I begin to chronicle my journey and uh, just go forward uh, through uh, my experiences, uh, mentally and emotionally, uh, the Lord gave me something uh, to uh, contribute to the kingdom for brothers uh, that uh, find themselves between pastors. And uh, it's a uh, untapped market, uh, so I believe, uh, that uh, has not been addressed uh, from the perspective of spirituality and scholarship. And so uh, it's a 40-day devotional piece, and it mirrors uh, the uh, mental and emotional anguish that Jesus went through when he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, uh, which was uh, the uh, event that uh, propelled him towards his public ministry. And so uh, that's what we try to do, and that's what we try to address. And I am excited, excited, excited about this project. And uh, if you don't mind, Free, i just like to tell everybody, it is for pastors, but I'm encouraging uh, when the book comes out for everybody to read, read it, rather, uh, lay people as well as ministers, even if you're not a pastor, I'm encouraging everybody to read it uh, so that people in this day and time will stop being so insensitive towards us preachers, man. That's you know right. what I mean? Godly. Yes, sir. So. And, and as part of that, your journey that to me made you stand out as a person I want to have this conversation with today. I just want to say that God is amazing uh, because of the mere fact that if John Richter can write a book, and he can't read and write, <laughs> <laughs> then there's hope in the kingdom for us all. I mean, he got that R. Kelly. That <laughs> Y'all can see me about the clown. Listen, uh, this is a little different. Like I said, every fourth Friday, we're going to try to do our Free Indeed Friday, uh, this format, so it'll have a visual aid. We in here chilling. We did our best we could do to kind of clean up so we can look like something for those of you who will be watching this uh, visually uh, as we indulge in this conversation. So I'm looking back on a Facebook post I made April the 4th. 2016, April 4th, 2016. And the post was this. I pray this will be a blessing. Time and placement, or more specifically, the will of God means everything. Once you accept the fact that there will be people who are less gifted, less anointed, less prepared, and even less grateful that may be experiencing greater success than you, you will experience greater peace. Sometimes success has nothing to do with your effort or your anointing. Sometimes it's not your season. Other times it's not his will. Everybody can't be the top person. Everybody can't be number one. Everybody can't have the most money or most members. Therefore, we must redefine success in terms that matter to God. I know, I know. This is not what you want to hear, but when we grab hold to this truth, peace and productivity are inevitable. Whew. Sometimes I be writing. Sometimes I got something to say. That's all we got to do. All right. So, so here it is. That's all I got to do with my That's life. That's all we yeah. got to yeah, do. Yeah, bump the children and the podcasts and the records and all that stuff. All I got to do is make for Facebook. Well, you know what I mean. Man, you a hater. That's all I know. Uh, so, so here it is. I really do want to jump in and have this conversation, though. And I want to call this discussion the price of success. 
the price of success. I genuinely believe that success has a high cost, that many people who want success are not necessarily willing to pay that cost to succeed. So I want to talk about that today. But before we delve deep into it, the first thing we got to do is define success. If we were to try to come up with a definition of what success looks like, what would you say, bro? Well, to me, I would say success definition, a mere definition of success is, to me, failure turned inside out. Hmm. That's what I would say uh, success is. And the reason why, Free, I say that is because I'm just speaking out of the context of my experience. Uh, you know, me and you, uh, we've been on the preaching pathway all of our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, we're knocking almost on 30 years of preaching. My Lord. Just about 13, 14 years of pastoring, however many years. I mean, I done lost count now. But anyway, <laughs> what, what I am saying uh, is that being that we ministers, we were taught early on that in order to uh, be productive in pulpit presentation, not only must we be able to conduct grammatical and historical and contextual research from the text, but out of the wealth of our own painful and joyful experiences in life, we are able to uh, produce a sound expository piece concerning the scripture of our choosing. You and so are, with man, that, you are amazing. This dude is, I be, I, I, I be thinking he remedial when we just kicking it, but when he start talking that talk, boy, you sound like a Yale scholar. Man, look here. <laughs> Go somewhere. <laughs> if people look at that line on your neck, they say, man, that boy can't talk, but then you go out and get to talking and it'd be good. I like that. Failure turn inside Failure turn out. Inside so you out. mean to tell me that success don't mean how many members I have and how much money I'm making and the kind of car I drive? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because that's well, what I've been trying to get to. Mm. Well, the thing of it is, is that you know you uh, uh you a role, independent role scholar. You you graduated from Houston Tillerson. You an alum. Houston University, Tillerson. go Rams. Yeah, and uh, you finished uh, from uh, the Austin Presbyterian School. Theological so seminary. You are a doctor, an independent role scholar, and all that good stuff <laughs> yourself. And here's the thing: what I was thinking about earlier. Uh, in reference to what you just asked me, is uh, my father, me and like my father, and uh, C.L. Jackson out of Houston, you know, uh, S.M. Wright uh, mm -hmm. out of Dallas, Manuel Scott, all of the, that, that class of preachers, they didn't have the chance to really further their education like we had, yeah. you know. And the thing of it is, is that when you have a degree, of course, degree is made out of sheepskin, you know. <laughs> and the truth is, is one thing to have sheepskin on the wall, but it's a whole nother thing to have sheep around the wall. Revin, revin, revin. And so, and so <laughs> you know, it's a whole lot of us, and I'm going to say us because I'm a part of this generation, mm -hmm. they got more degrees than a thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> but can't lead 10 people across the street. <laughs> say so, say so, say so. So, so, so I believe, I believe uh, that uh, success is not predicated upon uh, status, upon cash, cars, clothes, and cosmetics, mm -hmm. and the likes thereof. But uh, it's all about knowing yourself and uh, allowing your failures to be turned into success. To yeah. me. Yeah, man. And I also would, would say uh, success is if I'm doing what God has called me to do, right? I can be doing uh, 10 million things, but if none of them are hitting the mark of what God actually called me to do, then is that success? What is that old saying that says, uh, jack of all trades, but master, master of none? Master of none. Wow. What if I'm the jack of all trades and have the master in none? Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. We ain't got all day. But, but I mean, yeah, we might have to have a part two. The, the second thing. So I want to ask you, bro, reflect on your biggest success and your biggest failures in life so far. 
Wow. I know. I'm going for the juggler. <laughs> That's a juggler. Somebody right gonna there. be helped though. Let's do it. <laughs> my 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 biggest my biggest success. Uh, this may sound rather paradoxical and oxymoronic, but at the end of the day, I just gotta be true to me. Uh, my biggest success to me was the way I walked through my divorce. Uh, I was married uh, 13 years uh, mm-hmm. to uh, the mother of my um, three sons, mm-hmm. our Roaring Lions. Symbol, and, symbol, uh, symbol. That, that, that was a situation where uh, I can just talk candy about it. I, I tried to make the marriage look like something that it wasn't. Uh-huh. And uh, no offense uh, to uh, my ex-wife. Uh, we are friends. We have a working relationship as it relates to the welfare of our children. Uh, but uh, looking back on that situation, that was something that I tried relentlessly to not go down in my life. Mm-hmm. However, when the uh, situation was dealt, how does that thing go? You play the hand that you dealt or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, so since that hand was dealt to me, I had to do whatever I had to do, you know, mentally and emotionally, above all spiritually, in order to make it to the other side of through. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would say that uh, my success, my greatest success to me, is how I handled that season of my life. Okay. What about your failure? Well, my failure, my greatest failure in life, and this is another thing that may sound oxymoronic, but it's true. It's the truth. Blah, 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 blah. Greatest failure is that, and everybody out here listening to me, especially uh, preachers that that aspire to pastor. Especially. My greatest failure in life was I started pastoring too soon. My Lord. Way mm. too soon. When I look back over that season of my life, for real, uh, real talk free, when I look back over that season of my life, I should have stayed put in the academy. Mm-hmm. I should have stayed in Richmond, Virginia, and continued my postgraduate work in Richmond, Virginia, on the campus of STVU. And if I couldn't uh, stay at Virginia, I've thought about this, if I didn't stay at Virginia Union, if I was going to go back to San Antonio, I should have went right back to Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Dr. E. Thurman Walker was the pastor then, who was my father's successor. I should have went right back there and stayed put until I was ready and certified for pastoral ministry. Let me tell you something out there, young preachers. Just because you can line a hymn, just because you can crank it up at the end, and just because you can stir people emotionally does not mean you are ready to shepherd the people of God. Yeah. And so... I am very, very transparent when it comes to that because uh, I hear, you know, a lot of reviews about, you know, J.J. Rector III. Now, matter of fact, Free, uh, we at the place now in life. It's happened to me a couple of times where some young preachers that come up to me and say, hey, man, can I take a picture with you? You one of my favorite preachers. I'm like, wait a minute, what, me? That's because you look you know? like Slim Thug. They oh, wow. Slim Thug, <laughs> Slim Thug, their favorite preacher. But, you know, we've been the young boy preachers all <laughs> yeah. our life. Yeah. You know, we've been the young preachers all our life, and we never, you know, thought or imagined in this season that'll be coming. Yeah. And so since that is coming my way right now, I just want to make sure that I just let brothers know, especially young brothers, look here, take your time. Mm-hmm. Do not try to be like your pastor. Take your time. Even if you got a father that's a pastor. And I'm a legendary preacher. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from a long line of preachers. You, you ain't a legendary preacher. You, you know, yeah, you I'm come not a from, legendary. You come, come from, from a legendary from, lineage. Come, from, come on. Be quiet. Now, now, your daddy was a general among generals. I'll oh, give daddy, him that. But you you a just master. a general in training. I'm just a peon <laughs> trying to stay above the water. <laughs> 
And can't swim. And can't swim. Wrecked to be in the pool with a rubber ducky around his waist. <laughs> anyway, so so look, check this out. I feel that. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I struggle with uh, with uh, even labeling something a failure because I just kind of, I'm one of those all things work together type of cat. So I believe even the things that were not God's will for my life, he took it in his hand and turned it into victory. Uh, but if somebody were looking at my life, they would probably say one of my biggest failures was having uh, my oldest son out of wedlock. Uh, surely that was not God's will for my life, but it was through that uh, that I kind of surrendered to the will of God in a lot of ways, not just in marriage, but in ministry. I believe the church that I lead is a product of that season of my life where God had to show me how self-righteous I had been. So my biggest failure literally pushed me into my biggest success. I'm proud of the church that I pastor. I'm amazingly proud and loving of the family that I've been gifted. I'm surrounded by amazing people who love the Lord love me and do ministry. So God literally turned a dark moment in my life into victory yeah. and, a, and, a, and a ministry that I believe that breathes life into many other people. So I'm grateful for that. But success, success has its costs. Yeah. And so as young pastors, we're still somewhat young pastors. Somewhat. You got gray in your beard, but you're still a young pastor. You do too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just made 10 years. How many years have you passed it? I know. Uh, this year will be 14. All right. So 10 and 14, uh, we're, we're still in the game. Still young pastors. We don't have the 40 and 50-year testimonies as some of our heroes, but we definitely are not, are, not, are not novice to this. And the idea is what has success cost you? If you had to say whatever level of success you had as an evangelist, as a father, as a community leader, as a preacher, pastor, you know, what has it cost you along the way? Definitely a lot of public scrutiny, a whole lot of public scrutiny. Mm -hmm. um, I've uh, lived through a whole lot of things that uh, many people in this season are committing suicide behind. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that was me and you having this conversation the other day. I was speaking with uh, one of my staff persons uh, just this morning in reference to uh, seminaries now actually giving psychiatric evaluations to see if graduates are emotionally stable enough to uh, handle pastoral ministry. Right. And surprisingly, the failure rate is uh, outrageous yeah. where people are, are able to uh, do exceptionally well in seminary uh, but uh, are failing uh, the test uh, concerning uh, being emotionally secure and stable to uh, effectively being pastor or ministry. Yeah, my Lord. And so um, so uh, I've lived through a whole lot of public scrutiny. Matter of fact, I talk about it in Shepherd Wounds, and uh, I talk about it uh, in a segment uh, in the beginning of the book where uh, a lot of the scrutiny that I had to live through, the most painful thing for me to endure was that my family uh, looked at my seemingly irreversible failure and treated me as if they wished I never existed. Wow. You know, and uh, that was that was uh, some of the most uh, painful and agonizing moments uh, that I've experienced. Uh, I, 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 uh, I deem it as the midnight of my manhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Well, what uh, you in now? Uh, I, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm in the morning of my prime. God bless your heart. God bless your heart. The morning of my prime. Well, you know, your your worst public scrutiny of all 
is when I get to talking about you, Doc, because I be on you. I be on you. But I want the world to know why we doing this podcast together. John Rector is my brother. He going to always be my brother. When I talk crazy to him and he talk crazy to me, y'all might think it's some B, but it's all love. I really, I really, I really would go through the fire for my brother, and I'll talk about him, but you better not talk about him. And, hey, let me say something else before you move on, Free. I want everybody to know this out there in social media land. This man right here and his wife, my sister Kayla, and my nephews, me and my boys, we call them the Freedom Fighters. I want to just let everybody know out there in social media land that this boy right here, even though we've been brothers all of our life, at one time we were the only two boy preachers in the state of Texas. So we've been at this a long time. But what I really want to say is that my brother and his wife, their marriage, it reminds me of my mom and my dad's marriage. Wow. I mean, their marriage is one where, you know, you see the movies, you see the books, you see ALC, you see the podcasts, you see the records, you see the albums, you see free evangelizing, you see him traveling and everything like that. He's very creative. He's a genius at what he does. But I just want to let everybody know, I talked about the success as far as me handling my separation and my divorce, been single, going on four years now. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has blessed me with the queen of my destiny. She know who she is out there looking at it. But anyway, it. what I want to say. Mommy, no. Mommy, no. <laughs> I love you, girl. Jocelyn oh, boy, D. Hall. Yeah, I'm calling names. My, I want the world my. to know I love that girl. It's Jocelyn be D. Hall. Love success, her. Brother. Anyway, but this pastor and his wife, they literally picked me up and taught me how to walk again when I first went through my separation and my divorce. I never will forget. And I'm just going to try to make this quick, that when I moved into my mother's house, when I was told that I needed to leave and never come back no more, I had my clothes and I had my books. And I fell down on my knees, and I never will forget, I quoted that verse in Jude chapter 1, 24 and 25, now unto him who is able to keep me from falling. Mm -hmm. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or can even think. Unto him, the only wise God, be all power, majesty, and glory, both henceforth now and forevermore. Amen. As soon as I said amen, my phone rang, and it was my brother on the other line. Matter of fact, he knew why he was calling me. I could barely say hello. And the words that he said to me on the phone was, man, we've been brothers all our life. You down right now, but you're one of the most gifted preachers that I've ever met. I ain't going to let you fall. I got you, bro. And it's been, it's going on four years. Three, mm -hmm. three or four years? Yeah. Yeah, going on four years now. And I'm telling you, what he and my sister Kayla have done for me and my nephews, I forever be indebted to them. I forever be. Matter of fact, I tease the members of ALC. I say I'm a beneficiary of the Homeless and Outreach Ministry of ALC. <laughs> and that's real talk. <laughs> real talk. Real, real talk. Oh, bless you. Real heart, talk. John real Rick. talk. Can I say one more thing for real? We got to move no, on. No, no. You say one more thing. Okay. It's your day today. All right. Matter of fact, my buddy, my brother, he, he rode up to my house, y'all. And uh, he, he called me and said, man, Rick, I just want to come and chill with you tonight. So he came in. We knocked down a couple of boxes of Popeye's chicken. <laughs> And that's when the Bobby Brown story aired for the first time. Now, listen, what's crazy about the Bobby Brown story, y'all listen, Bobby Brown, the story aired September the 4th. That was the day I got married in my daddy's church. My Lord. September the 4th, when the Bobby Brown story aired. The Bobby Brown story aired, me and D-Free, we ate that chicken, and we sitting back and we chilling. And when the first commercial break came on, my brother looked at me, 
It said, third rector, you are the Bobby Brown of the black preaching community of the state of Texas. <laughs> I say, well, free, if I'm Bobby Brown, then you heavy D. <laughs> He's so whack. He's so whack. That was cute. Anyway, so 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 the question for those of you who got lost in the muddy waters of, <laughs> of his comic aspirations, I asked about the price of success. And for me, uh, I will honestly say success for whatever level of success we have achieved, uh, definitely has caused some some relationships. Mm. Uh, because you start to discover that everybody who you think is for you is not necessarily for you. Mm. And some people are with you as long as you're down, uh, as long as you're not doing anything. And so I'm grateful um, that God has kind of taught me that lesson, mm -hmm. that everybody can't celebrate uh, with you. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why our brotherhood, I believe, is so strong. And not only us, but Dr. Chu and Dr. White and mm -hmm. other friends we got around the country. And sometimes it's easier to be friends with people who ain't in the same city as you to keep it 100. Uh, because <laughs> we celebrating each other, right? Each other. We, I want you to take Waco. I want you to run Waco. And I know you want me to run Austin or right. Flugerville. And so, you know, that, that level of, of support is necessary. But sometimes you lose relationships in the process. Honestly, there have been some times when I feel like I lost myself mm -hmm. in the process, uh, trying to become what other people wanted me to become or could be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I ended up uh, at times losing a little a, a little bit of my edge in the process and pursuit. I know you're looking at me saying this boy got on a purple plaid jacket talking about he lost <laughs> some of his edge, but that's what haters do. Let's move on. Let's move on. I got one more that? question. <laughs> Did y'all see that? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? You, you I can, I can read your mind. You and I'm thinking. actually agreeing with my brother. I'm about to start crying over here, and he's going to call me a hater. Now, Rick, let's keep it 100. You <laughs> cry over anything. You <laughs> that boy said we knocked down a couple boxes. Of chicken. We ain't never did that without the boys. We don't knock down a couple boxes, but we do love that Popeye. We love that Popeye. Matter of fact, man. they ought to give us some money for that shout out <laughs> in the free free indeed Fridays. Uh need to be sponsored by Popeye. Popeye Let's see can we shit. make that happen? This and that. Yeah. So, number four, the fourth question I wanted to ask you: uh, what are your biggest struggles in waiting on your season of success and fulfillment? What are some of your biggest struggles because you're not where you're going, right? God has more in store for you, great things for your ministry, for your family, for your life. But what can you say are some of the biggest struggles and frustrations of the waiting room? Great question. Great question, Free. You said what? What? What, it, 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 what was it? I said great question, Free. There you go. Now, that's not what you said, but you said it that time. That's good. <laughs> but for real, though, mm -hmm. I think it was told to Morgan. That 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 Good alluded. Preacher. Oh man, Great one of the rock solid best. Great preacher. He um he said something to the effect when he was in revival for me up north when I was pastoring in Michigan, mm -hmm. that uh transition is the movement of your present. Mm -hmm. It's not where you were, neither is it where you're going, but it's that movement of leaving the place of where you were to where you headed. Okay. And my biggest struggle uh, in reference to that is patience. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I think about uh, the struggles that I've endured uh, pertaining to pastoral ministry on the administrative side of things, yeah. uh, when I reflect over my mistakes in that vein, the bedrock of my problem 
was patience. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, um, in, uh, in developing a um, rapport with people when you are leading them, yeah. um, administration cannot be effective where there is no relationship. Yeah, but... And uh, relationship takes time to build, especially when you come in under the scrutiny uh, that I've come in under as it relates to all my churches, especially the church I'm serving now. And I want to give a shout out to the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, Waco, Texas, is by far the sweetest church. Sweet. Sweetest church I've ever passed. And I mean that from my whole heart. Now, nowhere is perfect. You don't have trouble everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But the sweetest church I ever passed is Antioch. I mean, think about it. You come into a church where the jacket that is on you, you consider to be a roguish red renegade. <laughs> you all, you, you've just walked through separation and divorce. Mm -hmm. You got all kind of rumors associated with you. Now, 90% of them ain't true, but still, over they sticking that, over on Over that 10. They sticking on you. That's why I say, <laughs> look here. It's re in reference to that 10 free, I say, look here. Look here, social media. In the words of my uncle, Dr. Ralph Douglas West Sr., thank God for lies, because if the truth got out, Lord have mercy. Great preacher, too, <laughs> Ralph Douglas West. Oh, the Shout out. We showing love on here. The heavyweight homiletician of, of the world, baby. It's free indeed Friday. Listen, uh, I heard you say patience, and uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier talking to young preachers. Yeah. I'll say this. I definitely can echo that. Uh, that that waiting on God to do some of the things that he promised he was going to do. I'm not talking about stuff I'm wishing for. I'm talking about stuff he has shown me can be one of the most difficult things in the world, uh, just waiting, that, that, that process of waiting. Now, I will say this, just me personally, uh, one of the struggles that I can admit is when you look around, and I think that was the spirit of the Facebook post that I on that particular day, when you look around and you see people who you feel like haven't prepared themselves and are like kind of overnight successes. And then as, as young preachers, you know, we would talk to, to let, make the text talk. Right. To stay tethered to the text, to yeah. preach the Bible. And then you see we live in an age where, you know, no shade at all, but people, you know, swinging jackets and knocking folks out, <laughs> breathing on folk. And they never they never mention the text. They never mention mm -hmm. the word of God. Right. Right. Uh, and it's a lot of, you know, prophet lies and so on and so forth. And right. you're seeing that those people seem to be um, what, what the world is gravitating to. It can be so frustrating, so depressing to know that you're trying to do it the right way and you know what God said to you, but what he, what you heard is not what you're seeing. What right. you heard is not what you have. What right. you what you saw is not what you see, if you will. And so I'll I'll, I'll admit that, but I'll also admit that I have learned uh, to trust God in the process, understanding that sometimes it takes longer to turn a big ship if you will. I'll never forget, I was real, real low one particular day, struggling, and Chu sent me a, a, a meme. It was like a, a elephant, and it kind of talks about how elephant gives birth. It talks about how when dogs have babies, you know, they get pregnant, and they have a litter of puppy, a whole bunch of little puppies, and, and it seemed like, you know, they get pregnant, and they give birth quickly. And then uh, the picture was like this elephant was pregnant, and it seemed like he had been pregnant so long, people started to question whether or not she was even pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the meme goes on to say, but, but when the elephant gives birth, it hits the ground and the ground shakes. Mm 
And so when you're going to give birth to something that's big, something that gives impact, something that's life and culture changing, you may be pregnant a little longer. Right. And so sometimes that process of waiting on God to bring us into our season can be frustrating. But when you know it'll be worth the wait. Right. Then it keeps you encouraged in the wait. Right. Man, right. I don't want to cut off. Uh, can I, Can we do one more question? Sure, man. Got time before you yeah, I got time, man. To the sweet, sweet people. Yeah, I got time. Go. Sweet, sweet people. But I wanted to say, I wanted to add an addendum to what you just lifted. Okay. That uh, in reference to uh, the, the, the present day cultural climate of uh, ministerial calisthenics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I think about that text free. In Proverbs 14, mm -hmm. that says, uh, there's a way that seemeth right to a man. Yeah, man. But the end thereof leads yeah. to the road of destruction. Yeah, yeah man. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 what starts out real excited and very popular, and the list goes on and on and on. Right. The thing of it is, is that when a storm comes, mm -hmm. because when you in pastoral ministry, the reality is, is that either you in a storm coming out of a storm or on your way into another one. Yeah. And the thing of it is, I believe another reason why so many brothers, you know, have have uh, taken their own lives and just quit in ministry uh, is, is because um, their intention and their reasoning for, for doing and being involved in ministry right. caused them to view or perceive their identity through what they had in ministry. Mm -hmm. And when their ministry crumbled, they crumble. Yeah. And what I want to say to pastors uh, that's watching this right now, uh, if you're in your season of waiting and uh, you're having some trouble at your church, you're having trouble uh, getting administration traction and things of that nature, uh, what you need to know and believe, and this is no slight to no church or anything like that, but pastor, let me encourage you. You need to know that just because your church ain't growing don't mean you're not growing. My Lord. And 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 when you when you understand that, then that'll keep you mentally and spiritually and emotionally obeyed to be able to take whatever you got to take because the reality is when you're pastoring, you have to have the mind of a scholar, the heart of a child, and the hide of a rhinoceros. Hmm. And I'll leave that right there. But you know what? Just because my church is not growing no numerically, it also doesn't mean Me. that the people are not growing. Are not growing, and, exactly. And that the growth in those people are not setting the stage for growth financially, numerically, impactfully on the next level, right? So right. we can't never minimize just because we don't see people walking the aisles or filling the room, right? Because you, right. you, every now and then God will bless you to have a conversation with a person that kind of pours on you the impact that your ministry has made on their life. Right, right. All right, so this is the last question. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, it's already been stated. Most people would already know that, that your dad, Pop Rector, was literally a gospel giant. Yeah. But I want to ask this question. Who, living or dead, is a picture of success for you or a level you would aspire to? And who are your biggest influencers? So who, living or dead, is a picture of success for you or a level that you would aspire to? Uh, and who are your biggest influencers? Well, I got to mention three men, mm -hmm. one of which, of course, you already took the words out of my mouth, my late, great, legendary father, mm -hmm. Reverend Dr. J.J. Rector Sr., uh, took over the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in 1952 when he was just 19 years old, wow. and that was the only church daddy pastored. Wow. 
And he literally built the prestige of Antioch off of the streets and the people who were from the common places of life. Mm -hmm. um, my father uh, had a, uh, a way with people that would never be duplicated. And uh, people come up to me and uh, tell me, oh, you remind me so much of your daddy and this, that, and other. And I take it in stride, but internally, you know, and this is something that I've never come out and shared, and maybe I need to come out and just, you know, express to people how I actually feel. Internally, I hear you, but at the same time, I don't hear you. Because essentially, daddy has something that'll never be duplicated. Mm. And uh, even though I'm his son, I look a lot like him. Now, I do have a lot of his ways. You know, of course I do. I sound like him and things of that nature. Uh, look like him. And uh, I'm his son. But truthfully, as a pastor and as a man, I never be a third of what my daddy was in the kingdom. Mm. And uh, I honestly believe that and I tell myself that each and every day. Uh, my second <clears throat> hero in the faith, everybody that knows me uh, knows that my pastor, uh, the incomparable, uh, world-renowned, respected, Reverend Dr. L.J. Gillespie Sr., yeah, pastor and founder of the Greater Love Missionary Baptist Church mm -hmm. in San Antonio, 1534 Peck Street. Listen, let me tell you something. I was, um, I, I posted this uh, a couple of weeks ago, Free, uh, I think it was during the Christmas and New Year's time mm -hmm. that uh, this year I ran up on a, a tough spot and I didn't social media it or anything like that. I just kept it with, between myself and uh, my trusted people in my corner. And uh, I drove to San Antonio and um, I made an appointment to talk with pastor and he said, okay, son, come on. And so uh, I went to my pastor and I said to him when I got to San Antonio, I said, man, pop, I said, I'm slipping. And I don't want to slip, but it's like I'm slipping and I can't control my falling. Mm. And I don't understand what's going on. He said to me, he said, well, son, let me tell you something. For years, you've been writing checks with your gift that you now got to cash with your life. Mm. My Lord. That was the realest expression of wisdom I have ever heard in my whole entire life. And for anybody who knows Dr. Gillespie, you know that he's an itinerant preacher. He's respected all over the world. But at the same time, he sits with kings and queens, but he never loses his common touch. Mm -hmm. Everybody that he pastors and shepherds at Greater Love Missionary Baptist Church in San Antonio, Pop makes them feel like they are his one and only member. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of love he has for everybody. So I got to, uh, that's the big chief. That's who I look to, and I love him. My third mentor... <clears throat> A man of example and wisdom in terms of ministry and being a husband and being a father, I have to go with Dr. Ralph Douglas West, Sr., uh, pastor of the Church Without Walls in Houston, Texas. I never will forget when my father died, how my uh, Uncle Ralph and uh, his lovely wife, uh, Aunt Sherita, literally took me in, and I spent summers upon summers uh, with them. Uh, Uncle Ralph actually spent time with me. Uh, set me down, showed me what it was like uh, to uh, comb through a text, gave me multiple preaching opportunities at the church without walls. And uh, he didn't only take time out with me as a boy preacher, but he took time out with me uh, as, as a young boy growing into being a young man whose father had passed away. Uh, I'll forever be indebted to him for that. 
uh, since I've been pastoring, uh, going on three years now at Antioch uh, in Waco, Texas. Uh, the Lord has uh, blessed me uh, to uh, rekindle uh, that relationship with him and Ain't Re, and uh, I'll be forever grateful for them, as well as their two sons, uh, Ralph II, as well as Raphael. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you sharing that for sure, um, and I won't list my heroes in the faith, if you will, because they're all in the in the book, God Wants Me. I give a shout-out to all of those, so pick up the book. But I will say, um, as I look at what success in ministry looks like, there are some people that I wouldn't necessarily call them personal heroes, but I like what God has done in their lives, okay. and I sense a, a call to uh, right. those areas. Uh, of course, Dr. West and his leadership among pastors Mm -hmm. To me, is amazing, uh, and I, I definitely aspire to have that type of voice that pastors pastors, right? Mm -hmm. uh, his IC3 conference has been life-shifting for me, uh, attending in those various me too. opportunities and hearings. So to be able to host something like that where, where leaders can come and be restored in a way that is not competitive and is not, um, you know, fake, Right. Just, right. Just right. Real uh, people who are, you know, doing it big in ministry, but can come down on the level of of the young preacher and share stories, be vulnerable and transparent. Right. Uh, so that, I, you know, T.D. Jakes, his bandwidth in ministry, you know, I, I definitely aspire to that. I'm, I'm I will always be. A preacher. I was called to preach at an early age. My passion is preaching, but I also believe there are a lot of ways for me to preach besides standing behind the pulpit. And so what he's been able to do in movies and music mm -hmm. and writing and the whole nine, you know, I want, I want God to use every aspect of my life so that when I'm dead and gone, people be like, yeah, he deserved to be dead because he lived <laughs> until he had no more life, right? So I'm trying to do that. Uh, and there's just some other guys, you know, E. Dewey Smith, e. you know, Dewey, doing it yep. in a major way. Um, H.B. Charles, you, you, can't, yep. you can't knock the hustle of those guys. And, yep. and so I'm just a excited about seeing ministry after tenure and you know how God has blessed others because I just believe if we are faithful if we are committed if we're willing to pay the price of success and there is a price that God will uh, do some amazing things in our lives and I, I promise you brother I'm gonna be on the front row cheering you on every step of the way I know I can trust you for the same and I'm just you know Speaking of which, being on the front row cheering each other on, I want to make this announcement uh, abundantly clear uh, as we get ready to sign off the air. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I want everybody to know, especially uh, in our generation. Uh, he really don't like for me to do this much, but I honestly believe that you got to give credit to whom credit is due. My brother, Pastor Deshaun Freeman, is by far the leading church planter of this 21st century culture. I am wow. telling you, oh. I am telling you, he is the leader of the church planters of not just the state of Texas, but the country. I honestly, honestly wow. believe in the next five years, God is going to give him a platform that is going to revolutionize the thought of church planning for those who feel called to that genre of ministry. Mm. I uh, respect him wholeheartedly. Uh, this book, I ain't never said this to you publicly, bro, 
uh, but this book uh, that the Lord just blessed me to uh, produce and write, and uh, it will be coming out in April. I was inspired to do it by him. When I was able to hang around him and uh, be around him and his family and to see how he's moving in ministry, what it did was what it, it, it basically like tore away the cobwebs inside of my creativity. Mm. And uh, it gave me the uh, inspiration and the insight and the foresight uh, that uh, one must have uh, who desires uh, to uh, not just be successful, but to be strength or to be strong in service. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what I appreciate this man for. Uh, he's also helping me uh, with an independent album. A whole lot of you all have been saying, you know, third, you need to record some more. Uh, I just did that single uh, with my big brother, uh, Mark B. Spencer. Shout out to Mark B., my producer, my first producer uh, in San Antonio, my pastor's minister of music, down on bending knee. Uh, that single, it dropped, I think, around 2007, shortly after my uh, oldest son was born. Uh, it, did, it did wonderful uh, in San Antonio, and I haven't recorded anything since then. So uh, my brother here is helping me uh, with my uh, first independent solo album called Confessions of the Heart. And uh, I don't have a timeline of when that'll be over with, but prayerfully uh, at the end of 2019 going into 2020, it'll be finished uh, because I'm also uh, in the process of finishing a manuscript uh, called uh, From a Mess into a Masterpiece when I tell my whole biographical story. So um, I give big shout out, kudos, whatever you want to say to my brother, Pastor Free. He has been more than a, he's been more than a friend. He's been a brother uh, to me in this season. And I just want to say, Doc, uh, I know that we peers. I know that we bros. I know we study together. We travel together. But Doc, I look up to you, man. And, I, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm, uh, I'm not too big to say that. I look up to you, especially, you know, considering what I what I combed through when we first started out this conversation. What you and your wife did did for me, bro, man, y'all will never know. Y'all will never know. And that's wow. real talk. Wow. You know, y'all will never, ever know. And look here, man, don't y'all be too big to tell somebody, thank you, that done helped you for real. You know what I mean? After you get up on your feet, start moving around, doing your thing, don't don't downplay. Don't never do that. Don't Don't downplay the people that were there for you, that jumped in the hole with you and helped you get out. Never, ever downplay them. Don't do that. That ain't cool. So, 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 so I appreciate all that. The way you were talking, I, I felt like you was going to be expecting a check. Like, this is a free conversation we just had. You ain't getting no check. But then the way you closed it, it don't be too big to say thank you. I just kind of feel like maybe you should reach in your pocket and give me $100 right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to do Child support. Child support. <laughs> she eats steak. I'm eating blood. <laughs> Wow. Listen, I know that today has been a little longer than normal, and that's how it's going to be whenever I have a guest in the studio. But I want to thank God for my brother, J.J. Rector III, proud pastor of the sweet, sweet people of the Antioch Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. Yes. This is my friend, my buddy, my brother. I love him with my life. Uh, and I pray that something in our conversation has been beneficial and helpful to you as you consider the price of success, what God has called you to and what it may cost you to get there in Jesus' name. It's your boy, Pastor Free, and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I have. Peace. 
on Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. <laughs> Put your hands together, open up your mouth, and receive the life praise team of the Abundant Life Community Baptist Church.
What's up, world? This week, I want to talk about the price tag of success. Success is a thing that everybody wants. Success can be defined in various ways based on who you ask. But everybody wants their definition of success. However, success, like everything else in life, has its pros and cons. Therefore, many people think they want success, but have not really counted up the cost. It is easy to see someone else with a lot of money, popularity, productivity, and immediately think we want what they have. Friend, don't get me wrong. Success can be a wonderful thing, but don't be deceived. It costs. Nothing worth having is free, except me, that is. And God knows that some of us are not willing or ready to pay the high price of success. So let's carefully examine the price of success. First of all, there is the price of preparation. Sure, every now and then, there's a fly-by-night who lucks into opportunity. But the majority of the time, a person who experiences lasting success has spent adequate time preparing, getting an education, making connections, spending time in prayer. Yes, there is a formula of preparation that has been applied. Another notable thing is the price of opposition. I've discovered that opposition is a sure thing in life. If you don't want to encounter any opposition, you must be content with doing absolutely nothing. The universe will resist your efforts to make progress. Sometimes God is behind the obstacles and closed doors. He often uses resistance and trials to prepare us for our destiny. Other times, Satan himself will be busy trying to keep you from being successful. Distractions, discouragement, and even doubt are tools he uses as opposition. And you can be sure if you experience any degree of success, other people will begin to oppose you. Hatred, jealousy, and attacks are simply a part of the territory of success. You can be sure for every person that loves you, there will be one who cannot stand you. Nope, you don't have to do anything to them. Your light is offensive. Listen, Jesus Christ was surely the most successful man to ever walk the face of the earth. A church established that has stood the test of time. A legacy as the most impactful figure throughout all of history. A track record of numerous healings and resurrections. A following of thousands in his lifetime. And millions of souls saved from eternal damnation because of his love. Yet, the cost of this success was a brutal beating, the desertion of his disciples, and finally, a cruel cross. So yes, friends, by all means, go get it. Be all God designed for you to be. But beware, there is a price for success. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, Also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, D-M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like, do it. Like, right now. Like, go check it out. Like, 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 right now. Right now. I know, I know. It's so hard to say goodbye.
anyway, listen, this is the conclusion of our time together. I pray that you've been tremendously blessed and I speak an abundance of favor over your weekend. Don't forget to tune back in to our Free Indeed Friday next week. Remember, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Till next time, live life abundantly. <laughs>